Hello, we're back after a short reprieve. Welcome back to Oi with the Terror. I'm one of your hosts, Danielle. And I'm your other host, Sandra. So yeah, we were gone for a few weeks, like holidays and whatnot. It's been my birthday, so I'm now 31. Woohoo! Happy birthday. Thanks. But yeah, so not much has changed, but uh, Dave and I went to P-Town for like a birthday slash New Year's trip, so... It was pretty fun. The weather was kind of gross, but also it was like warm. Mm-hmm. So you could walk around. It wasn't freezing at least. Yeah. And then one day it was really like nice and sunny. And the place we were staying at had a pretty view of the water. So that was cool. But did you have a good New Year's? Yeah, I just um, I went to Connecticut to see my dad and stepmom. And my stepmom had a really big New Year's Eve party. So mm. it was always fun to help out and yeah, it was good. It was a fun, it was a fun party. So it was nice to be in Connecticut for a few days. I haven't been in a while, so it was good to see them. It's gonna be my turn to go in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably late January. I'm thinking. Are you're not going for the three day weekend next weekend? I think. No, we're going to New Hampshire. Oh, okay. So have to do a winter trip. Fun. Um, but yeah, and then we might be going again February, mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. But yeah, it's also dependent on the weather shouldn't be bad next weekend. But in February, it gets kind of crazy. Yeah. In New Hampshire with snow. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I want to like start having a tradition of throwing New Year's parties. I feel like that's always like a fun time and you can force people to get dressed up. <laughs> it's fun, but it's stressful. Or at least oh, my really? stepmom. My stepmom puts a lot of pressure on herself. Oh, because she's hosting the yeah. party. Yeah. It's very... I mean, I feel like with, like, your friends. Yeah, yeah. And even her friends are like, this is fun. Like, this is great. But she stresses herself out a lot. Yeah. I get that. So, but yeah, I do the same. True. My mom gets like that, too, when she hosts parties. I feel like it's, like... For me, it's the food ma- mm-hmm. mainly. Like, food planning preparation that if that's like fine then everything else is not as like there isn't as much to worry about Mm -hmm. yeah she was also she was cooking like a prime rib and she hadn't done that Mm. before so she was stressed out about that oh that makes sense yeah so yeah so it was a little just a lot of little stuff and i was just there to like just help her to be like what do you need what do you need me to do (laughs) peel potatoes sure i'll peel potatoes or like what do you need me to do yeah It doesn't, like, it kind of feels like you're thrown into the trenches when you're helping someone, like, who's hosting a party. It's, like, the vibe changes, and you're like, what can I do? How can I help? Well, it's because, like, I want to, like, help out. I don't want to just be, like, sitting on the couch, like, doing nothing when it's, like, she needs help with, like, cleaning or cooking or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, whatever I can do to kind of remove that stress from her or from anybody, really. And they're like, oh, you don't have to do anything. Just sit down. And it's like... But I know I could be doing like, you sure I can't do anything? <laughs> but she did make a really good signature cocktail, which I need to get the recipe for. So that mm. was good. Yeah. How was it served? Was it like a dispenser? Or like she had it in like, um, what are they called? Like a big uh, like pitcher. Yeah, she had it in a okay. pitcher. And then she and her friend, one of her friends made, like, special, like, ice cubes that had, like, cranberries in them that had, like, thyme or rosemary Mm -hmm. or something in them to make them really pretty. 
So they were really pretty. Mm. So I thought that was an interesting way to do it. Yeah, that is a fun mm-hmm. thing, like doing a signature drink yeah. for a party. Yeah. That's a nice touch. So that was really good. Everybody enjoyed that. And that was the only alcohol I had that night because it was plenty. <laughs> it was so strong. It was very, very strong. And I made a rookie mistake of not eating a lot that day. So mm. I switched to water. The usual, like disadvantage with party planning is not eating a lot yeah yeah because i knew like we were gonna have a ton of food later so i was like oh i'll just have like a small breakfast and like a little bit of a lunch and mm-hmm. and then you're on your more. feet like mm-hmm. almost all day yeah but surrounded by food but yeah. probably not eating yep because it needs to be cooked <laughs> so that was a rookie mistake on my end so i just switched over to water at dinner mm-hmm. so i was like no but it was still That's it was smart. still a good weekend and it was still fun do you have an oi or ooh of the week or past week? Um, I guess just my ooh is like just happy new year, everyone. Hopefully 2023 is slightly better than 2022 and first episode of the new year. Yeah, so, you know, I guess just kind of just happy new year. Welcome back kind of thing. Oi. I have a presentation at work coming up, so I'm like thinking about yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I just need to be focused and prepared and it'll be fine. Yeah, so let's see what happens. <laughs> is it like something that like you doing by yourself or is it like- uh no yeah so it's not as much pressure it's like with the team okay all right so you're not you're not gonna be by yourself no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah not as much pressure at least yeah but- thank thank god at my work i don't have to do presentations thank god mm, this is the first one i have so i'm like trying to remember what i learned in grad school because mm-hmm. that was like the last time i really had to present anything work for work it's kind of crazy just do not do the imagining people in their underwear trick it does not work it'll give you nightmares don't do it that's what everyone told me they're like oh just picture people in their underwear and i'm like that's not a good idea i know i never really understood that logic like why do i want to do that no especially like co-workers it's like no No. that's okay i don't even want to see them in their bathing suits yeah it's like no no thank yeah, you good. today i am doing a slightly different type of crime oh, okay like genre it involves stalking i don't know if i mentioned it before but there was a good show on netflix that's called uh something is it just called stalker something stalker oh it's not the watcher no, no? Okay. um it's like every episode it shows a real person talking it's like biographical and they each have their own situations dealing with stalkers and then it shows the actual like stalker people as well so it gets both sides and it's like a storytelling format is it i am stalker yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so after that i was like wow that's like there's so many like layers of this that i didn't even realize because you kind of throw the term around casually like Mm -hmm. oh my god he's stalking like so people don't really know the level of severity with mm-hmm. like, oh, is this stalking case really serious or is it like not as like, a big deal or whatever? So hearing like actual real involving people who are in jail now, like mm-hmm. type situations, then you kind of get a better understanding of like why it can be, how it can be so bad and serious and everything. And then they talked about the whole like legal system. It seemed like... I remember a lot of people were saying like 
they it was easier to get their stalker arrested if they had a previous charge against them. Mm-hmm. Like just the stalking charge on its own wasn't like very severe. It sometimes would only be like a few years worth like sentencing. So it, it, if they were able to get the person on an, a separate charge they had like assault or something like that, then they would have been in jail a lot longer. So. Yeah, that's the issue because a lot of like cops don't take it seriously because if they don't actually do something, there's not sometimes there's not anything that they can be arrested for. Yeah, there there was one woman who said that the guy who was stalking her would he'd keep getting arrested but then released, and he was like stalking her at a college she was attending, and because she was a student at the college. Um, because he was trespassing on school property, it was more severe. And like the police guy who worked for the college got involved and they were able to like arrest him. And it was like more of a severe charge because he was stalking her at the college she was at. So I'm like, wow, that's interesting. (laughs) Like, that's what did it. And she had a restraining order against him, yeah. and that's why it was more serious. Yeah, too. and sometimes you can't even get the restraining order. Yeah. Like, sometimes you have to go through a lot of hoops just to get the order. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about that, mm-hmm. so. I recommend the show. I've heard about it. I just haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'll have mm-hmm. to check it out. You may have heard of her, Christina Grimmy. So if her name sounds familiar, it's because it was all over the news in 2016. Um, initially she was a YouTuber and then became a professional singer. She was shot after performing at a small venue in Orlando, Florida. Um, she was 22 years old at the time of the shooting and the show was at the Plaza Live Theater and she was actually, she finished performing and was doing a meet and greet with her fans and that's like when it happened. And she always made it a point to stay and socialize with fans and people who supported her. That was, like, something she was known for. The Orlando Police Department reported that over 100 people were in the theater where the meet and greet took place. She was signing autographs and talking to her fans. Her brother, Marcus Grimey, was sitting nearby at the merchandise table. One fan, Kevin James Loibel was among the crowd. He was 27 years old. Kevin was waiting to meet Christina. When his turn arrived to meet her, he walked toward the singer and withdrew a handgun. He shot her several times. After Kevin fired his shots, Marcus leapt over the table and tackled the shooter to the ground. But Kevin was able to wrestle his gun back and shot himself in the head. He died instantly, and Christina was transported to a hospital where she died shortly after. There was also another shooting that happened two nights later, four miles away. 49 people were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting, but it seems like it was unrelated. Christina was murdered at a time in her career when she was just starting to gain momentum. Corey Dennington, a friend of Kevin's, said that he was obsessed with the singer. The killer watched everything that Christina was involved in. His obsession became apparent about six months before the shooting. Carrie noticed it became progressively worse two months before her final concert. 
Corey speculated that Kevin spent most of his time watching Christina on YouTube, as well as monitoring her social media accounts. Kevin even went as far as to change his appearance by getting hair implants, whitening his teeth, and getting LASIK eye surgery because he thought this would make himself more attractive to Christina. Even Kevin's co-workers at Best Buy knew about his obsession with Christina, and they often teased him about it, which would make him angry. When his co-workers showed Kevin a photo of Christina with her boyfriend, he became enraged. Kevin attended Christi- Christina's concert in 2016 equipped with two handguns, a hunting knife, and two magazines. Orlando Police Chief John Mina told reporters that Kevin had traveled to Orlando from St. Petersburg. That is a distance of over 100 miles away. Apparently, Kevin had planned to return home after the shooting, and it was found the guns were purchased legally. Christina got started on YouTube with her musical performances. She performed with an electric piano in her first song, was a a Hannah Montana slash Miley Cyrus cover, Don't Wanna Be Torn, and it was uploaded uh, in July 2009. She quickly garnered a large following with 3 million subscribers on YouTube at the time of her death. Christina's brother spoke of her ability to sing from a young age. She could do anything that she set her mind to. She continued to flourish on YouTube and sang more difficult songs like My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion and Skyscraper by Demi Lovato. One of her most popular covers was a piano-heavy version of Nelly's Just a Dream in 2010. This video currently has over 220 million views. Christina's popularity continued to grow when she joined the sixth season of The Voice on NBC in 2014. She impressed the judges with a rendition of Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. All four judges wanted to work with her, but she chose Adam Levine. Overall, she placed third in the competition. When Adam learned of Christina's passing, he called her mother and offered to pay for the funeral. Christina was known for her strong work ethic into a rare natural talent that would, wouldn't would need many takes. Her family and friends continue to strive to make sure Christina will be remembered. In April 2017, the Grimy family, or the Grimmy family, created the Christina Grimmy Foundation to support families of gun violence. As of January 2023, they have amassed over $350,000. Fans and fellow musicians flooded YouTube with covers and original songs to honor Christina's legacy. Artists including Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, and Charlie Puth, who were touring at the time of the shooting, performed tributes to her on stage. So she was very like well-known as an artist and everything at that point. Musicians continued to upload covers of Christina's music on YouTube. And her brother Marcus told Insider that she impacts him every day in different ways. And it's more about what's been taken out of the equation to realize what kind of daily impact she had. So, yeah, it's like sad, but I don't know, kind of like shocking that that was able to happen. And 
I mean, I remember that weekend in Florida because I lived mm. in Florida at the time. Oh, okay. and I heard about that. I remember that was the same weekend as the the sh- other shooting that you mentioned, and that was also the same weekend that a little boy was killed by an alligator at Disney. Oh wow! So a lot was happening in the news in Florida, That's a and lot. it was covering. And it was also the same weekend of the Tony Awards as well. Um, so there's a lot of like coverage and. I think she was mentioned at the Tonys or something too, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm. But yeah, I think, and I'm kind of surprised, like I haven't been to one of like a a smaller venue in a while, but I'm hoping that now when people go, like you are searched essentially because it Mm -hmm. is very easy to bring a weapon in, whether Mm -hmm. it's a knife or a gun. Um, And I think it also just comes back to mental health as well. Mm. But it was very sad when she passed away and how she passed away. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good that her family was able to kind of form a foundation to help others and to just bring awareness to that issue of gun safety and mental wellness and everything, too. Yeah, it's definitely it's really sad. But yeah, now her family and and people on YouTube Mm -hmm. are like, she'll still be remembered, it seems like, at least. Yeah, because she was really good. I remember like I would listen to her music. Um, a little bit and I remember that she was like getting really really popular and unfortunately with fame like that you do have people that have ill intentions Mm -hmm. so I don't remember if he was stalking her for a while or if he was portrayed as just like a crazy fan I don't remember how he was really portrayed in the news his friend said that the obsession got a lot worse six months before the Mm -hmm. shooting I'm not sure if it said when it started his obsession. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, I guess enough time that he was able to get hair transplants mm-hmm. and LASIK. But it also just proves that like a lot of people, sometimes with famous people, can't separate like reality from, yeah. you know, fiction. Because if you talk to any celebrity, they'll tell you like, oh yeah, I met this fan. and Yeah, it seems like he was like, I remember a common thing they talked about with the stalker show, the one on Netflix was that basically the stalkers, like, built up a false narrative Mm -hmm. in their heads that they told themselves. Like, they were telling themselves one thing about the person they were stalking, but then that wasn't, like, what was actually real. Yeah. And that I think that was, like, almost every stalker that they talked Mm -hmm. about, and it seems like that's what this guy was doing. Like, he told himself that they would be together. Which is very common for stalkers. They do, like you said, come up with that narrative. Mm -hmm. And then they start to believe that narrative, and that's when it gets really oh, dangerous. That's dangerous because they act on things. Jinx. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, they act on things, and then they might try to yeah. get like. Like I remember, I listened to a podcast called Pod Meets World, and it's from it's three actors from Boy Meets World, the TV show back in the '90s. And Daniel Fishel was talking about a story of she would receive fan mail, and I guess. She thought she was receiving fan mail from, like, this 12-year-old girl. Oh, and no. it wasn't a 12-year-old girl. Essentially, it was, like, an older Ooh. kid who was probably, like, 18 or 19 at the time posing mm-hmm. as a 12-year-old girl. Hmm. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, 50-year-old guy. No. I don't okay. think he was 50. I think he was probably, like, 19, 20. But she yeah. was, she was like, 12. And oh, the fact wow. that he posed as, like, a 12-year-old girl to, like, kind of Ugh. talk to and gain yeah. her trust. And they would write letters oh. back and forth. And he would be like, oh, I would really want to meet you. Hmm. And then to find out that didn't exist and it was this 
guy pretending to be well, a girl. That's the original catfishing yeah. through letters. But that's like before social media and everything like yeah. that. But just the fact that stories like that happen with celebrities. So I just think it like I just think that like, you know, they need to people are should be careful, but you just don't know. And so hopefully now her story can again kind of shine some light on stalking mm-hmm. and mental illness and gun safety and all of mm-hmm. that because he should not have been able to bring a gun yep. into yep. I don't care that it is Florida. You should not be able to bring a gun into yeah. a concert venue yeah, or a crazy. meet and greet. Mm-hmm. No. Hmm. I wonder if they changed the rules in Florida since then. Maybe I, that's not okay anymore. I doubt it because it's Florida. Mm-hmm. But maybe. They're kind of like Texas. They like their guns. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to bring it to a meet and greet. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> like, I've been to meet and greets and, like, you're barely allowed to talk to the person at all. Oh. You can't. You can't hug them. You can't really talk to them. It's a very quick, like, hi, like, mm-hmm. you know, I love your stuff. Like, nice to meet you. Can you sign this? Okay, it was great to meet you. Maybe get a photo and then you're gone. Mm. So. Okay, yeah. Granted, the meet and greet I went to was Stephanie Meyer back, like, 15 years ago. But mm-hmm. still. Wow. Yeah. Did she have a lot of security? She did, yeah. She had a huh. lot of security. Like, you could not even. I don't even think I could get a photo with her. I think I had to pay extra to get a photo with her. And I just she didn't. She probably has some interesting crazy fans i could imagine well she did create edward cullen so probably topic that I picked this week um, was kind of inspired by you. Kind of. As in, mm-hmm. you hint- you've hint, you been hinting at it for a while. Oh, okay. I was going to uh, say, I don't know if I should take that personally, depending on what no, the topic is. Don't, don't take it personally. <laughs> Please don't take it personally. Just that you've been hinting at it for a while. Oh, okay. Um, so the topic that I picked this week is actually ogres. Just because you've been hinting at it for like since I we forgot. started this. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, I did mention Shrek. Yeah. I think in the last one. Yeah. So That's I was true. like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll do, I'll do that. Cause I thought oh. it would be like interesting and kind of like okay. an easier. Yeah. It's a little bit of an easy. It's a little, it's it was like one, like a fairy tale type. Yeah. It's definitely like a quicker. Um, Cause I, it's funny. Cause I tried to look for information about ogres and I just kept finding like the same things over and sure. over again. Yeah, Shrek, basically. It literally was like, you type in ogre, and you get, like, ogres are, like, onions, or, like, Shrek ogres. And I'm like, no, I'm looking for, like, legitimate history yeah. of the ogres. Is, it, is there a Shrek on ice? Probably. There's a, bro- there's, um, there's Shrek the musical, which is really good. Oh. I highly, if you like musicals and you like the movie Shrek, I highly recommend it. It's on mm-hmm. Netflix, I think, or it was. I think it's still on Netflix. Uh, but that's a really good show. They did that really well. Hmm. So essentially, Ogre, or the feminine Ogress, um, is a legendary monster that is depicted as very large, hideous, and man-like being. 
that eats ordinary human beings. And for some reason, in most legends of ogres, they really enjoy eating infants and children. Um, they are frequent, frequently featured in mythology, folklore, and fiction throughout the world. And they appear in many classic works of literature. And they are most often associated in fairy tales and legends. And again, for some reason, they're connected to eating a lot of children and infants. Um, the word ogre is actually a French origin, and it originally derived from the Etruscan god Orcus, who fed on human flesh, and its early attestation, excuse my pronunciation, um, is in Chatine de Troyes, which is a late 12th century verse romance, Percival Le Contes del Graal. As far as mythology goes, they are often depicted as very large, tall, um, and having disproportionately large head, abundant hair. They have an unusually colored skin and a very voracious appetite and are a strong body. They are essentially linked with giants. Um, however, they are not the same thing as giants and they are not the same thing as trolls. Those are very different. They are a staple of fantasy and in fairy tales and they do appear in many forms. Most of them have the following traits in common, which are child eater, which I've mentioned before, um, big eater. They are usually have giant appetites and they are much bigger than humans and tend to associate their size with their leadership. They're also described as brutal um, and are prone to Hulk speak and they are typically not very smart. They have um, been portrayed in many different classics and specifically they tend to occupy a mid-level, essentially they... The only thing I could really find was that they really just enjoy going after humans. There are many different ogres in mythology of all cultures, which suggests that creatures who inspired the creation of the ogre were either widespread or entirely meta uh, metaphorical. There's, of course, the possibility that the ogre myths could be widespread because of the interactions between early cultures and the adaptations of lore that they interacted. They are also supposedly also exist in countries like Japan, um, where they remain largely isolated from other cultures, which makes this less likely. There has also been some ideas that these monsters may have been inspired by people who have genetic disorders. Um, at the time, it was unlikely that a genetic abnormality could have been properly diagnosed and that the individual suffering from the condition would have likely been seen as inhuman, which I thought was kind of interesting. I never would have thought that. Again, it's kind of like when I talked about um, changelings and how they might have been linked to people that have, you know, mm -hmm. physical disorders or something mm -hmm. along those lines. They essentially have um, been featured in many different works. And these include um, Charles Perrault's or Marie, um, works by Charles, Marat, uh, Charles Perrault, uh, Marie Catherine, They've also essentially most well-known to be featured in fairy tales, like I said. Um, these, these fairy tales include uh, Puss in Boots, Sleeping Beauty, Bearskin, Tale of the Ogre, The Enchanted Doe, Lisa and the Prince, The Seafish Giant, Gar and Garofalo. They have also appeared in movies um, such as Shrek, and obviously, because everybody knows Shrek. And they've also been mentioned in other works, including Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Az uh, Azkaban, which is the third book, where Hermione thought that she saw one in the three broomsticks. So 
yeah, that is a little bit history of the ogre. And it's associated with the Middle Ages, too, for some yeah. I couldn't find an exact date where they started to be mentioned. They've mm-hmm. just been, every piece of information I looked at has just said that they've been around um, for a very, very long time, and they inspired certain works. Um, like, I'm just trying, they inspired, they basically have been featured in a lot of works from, like, I don't even know. Uh, History of the Kings of Britain by Geoffrey of Mammoth. They've been linked to Beowulf, which I guess inspired mm-hmm. J.R.R. Tolkien's mm-hmm. Orc. So they've just kind of been featured everywhere. Oh, but uh, the Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. So they've been kind of in a lot of they've been they've been around for a very long time. Um, so I couldn't really find like the origin of like when it started. Mm-hmm. But hmm. I do think it's interesting that for some reason they are linked to mostly like eating people and mostly eating children and infants. So it kind of brings up that idea of like, could be a warning or it could just be because back then it was very hard for children to live until adulthood. So it may have represented something with that. Hmm. So there's a lot of ways that Mm -hmm. they're kind of tied to that. Um, I just thought the genetic disorders part was interesting Mm because I never would have connected that. Um, Because when you think of ogre, you just think of, like, Shrek or, like, just somebody that's, like, really big and smelly and, Hmm. like, can hurt you. Hmm. So. And it's also green. Yeah. Hmm. But if you look at the photos um, that I'll be sending Danielle, they do – I think there's one photo I found where there's, like, a two-headed ogre, which I thought was kind Hmm. of interesting because I don't really see that very common um or it wasn't very common in, like images and stuff but on one website it was featured so just the way that they're depicted is like very big very scary but they are different than trolls and they are different um than giants so that theory does make sense that it might be from like people who mm-hmm. looked different yep. like and that was like how an explanation or a story that had to be associated. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the changelings too. Like, yeah, they look different, so maybe something's wrong. And they must them. be children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of children. Yeah. Fairy tales. There's a lot of. Yeah. From what I found, just doing this podcast for like as long as we've been doing it, there's a lot of weird stuff with like children. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, that's why. Why is it always the kids? But but I thought it was just kind yeah. of like interesting and everybody loves Shrek so Mm -hmm. it's a classic yeah and Shrek itself has so many fairy tales like so many Mm, I know you could like have an episode for Mm -hmm. each character yeah I could because there's so many that are mentioned or just like there for like a second right so it's kind of crazy (laughs) maybe next week (laughs) maybe I'll just do a Shrek theme for this year just yeah, every week, just do like a different character from Not Shrek. A bad theme. No, maybe have like twenty weeks. Yeah, or more. Oh yeah, the the wolf character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, that's a classic. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> Talking donkey. I'm sure. Sure, that can be linked <laughs> to something. There's Talking dragons. Animals. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's dragons in Shrek, which I think I already did, and yeah. So much potential. Yeah, so many things. <laughs> it's going right. to turn into a Shrek like, fan podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Stay tuned, though. You'll see. <laughs> I'm 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Oi with the Terror. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Oi with the Terror podcast. Facebook is still Oi with the Terror already podcast. I'm working on fixing that. If you have any fun ideas that you want us to research or discuss, you can email us at already at gmail.com. We usually drop a new episode every Thursday. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. And we will see you all next week. Bye.